Hey, you guys, how you doing? Welcome back to Coffee with Judy. I'm super excited. Tonight, I have black coffee espresso with Splenda. I'm being really good tonight, but I want that real hot Spanish coffee because we got a lot to talk about. This is amazing what we're going to talk about tonight. So go ahead and get your coffee ready. Start brewing. I'll give you a chance to do that. Um, I got a lot of feedback from the last podcast that I got and and I so appreciate it. Look me up on Facebook, Judith Romero, Coffee with Judy, and uh, give give an opinion. Make comments. I want to know what you guys think about. I love that you're viewing it. I love that you give likes, but I really want to know your opinion. And it's okay. We all have a right to agree and disagree. And I can learn something from you guys. So you make sure you guys give comments and share, share, share. Because sometimes I can't let everybody know what's going on, but you guys can let them know what's going on, okay? So tonight we want to talk about emasculating men. Now that's heavy duty what we're going to talk about tonight. And some people are going to agree with me and some people are not. And it's okay. You know, it's part of life. It's the truth. Nothing here is made up. I'm very real, very transparent, and I do my research. So I was researching, and of course, I go to people. I talk to people. I talk to everybody because I just don't like to talk about something that I feel is important to me. I like everyone's opinion, men and women. So I had a little interview with a few men, and I had a little interview with a few women. And down the road... This interview, I'm going to do it live with those men and women. But for right now, we're going to talk about it. So there's different ways and behaviors that we can emasculate a man and not make them feel like they're worthy. And sometimes we do things and we don't realize why we're doing it. But I'm going to give a little rundown of a lot of the observation that within my past, that I did it as well, didn't realize I was doing it, and also with my research, right? So um, just to let you know, emasculating a man is definitely just stripping him of his ego and making him feel not worthy or respected or honored. Now, I want to make this very clear because I basically am going to go biblical here at this particular, uh, what I'm going to say right now. Um, when God created women, he took a rib from the man and created her, right? So we're no different. We're two human beings that he created. So that doesn't mean the man has a right to step on the woman's head, but neither does the woman has the right to step on the man's head. Sometimes people use the Bible for their own convenience. Well, and the Bible said a man should take care of the home and the woman take care of the children and the family. Yes. But we live in a world today that if the parents both are not working, sometimes they can't survive financially. At the same time, just because a woman has a good position at work, and she's the boss and she's the bomb and she's she's a scientist and she's doing a whole bunch of stuff or she's a supervisor of seven departments or she's a lawyer or a judge or a teacher, etc. She has a career and she's worthy of her career. 
but don't come home and make your husband feel less because maybe he just works in construction. But he's probably that guy that when you come home, he's like, honey, you okay? Just chill. I have the food ready. The kids took a bath and I'm going to read them a book. And then we're going to have dinner together because I want to give you that time because I know you had a hard day. Yet we will still find a reason to argue with this man because you're letting your friends tell you, oh, he don't make enough money. You make more money than him. So you taking care of him. But what about what he's doing for you at home? Listen, if we go biblical, we should be home in the house taking care of the kids while he's out there making the honey. But today things have changed and we both have to work to take care of the family. You know, marriage, if we get into marriage, is a partnership. You do a little, I do a little, and everything gets done. A partnership. A partnership in the bed. A partnership in the relationship. A, partner, a partnership in relationship. And guess what? A partnership in the finances. Doesn't matter who makes more money. You guys are making money for the future of the family together. So maybe the woman makes a little bit more money. It's okay. Then you know what? He goes out there and works just as hard as you, but he got home before you. So he's going to help out in the house because you're a team. Let's say he's out there and makes more hours than you. You make less hours, but you still make more money. You're still a team. It doesn't matter who makes more money. You know, it's so sad that society is so stuck on that. I've heard so many women, and it bothers me so much to hear that. To make a man feel less than, because maybe he didn't have the privilege to go to college. But his father taught him, you work hard. And it doesn't matter if you sell lemons, as long as you're the best guy selling them lemons in the street. And what you make, you bring home to take care of your family. Those are values that money can't buy. That's honor and integrity that money cannot buy. And I ask women today, what is your problem? I have friends that have said to me, this guy treats me like a queen, but he can't even buy me a movie ticket. Okay, maybe he had a business at one time. Things didn't work out and he went bankrupt. But that man still works hard and he can't buy you a movie ticket at this moment, at this moment. But he's doing everything to change his life around, to be able to give you the things that he was used to giving you. Why not respect him for that? Why not honor him and uplift him by being there and letting him know, baby, I got your back. No, but you want to look at that man every time that money goes ching-ching in the bank. That's what makes him a good man. I know a lot of women that sell their soul and their body to marry an athlete. Oh, because down the road, he's going to give me the world. And you have all this diamond, and you have all these homes, and all these cars, and he's sleeping with everybody and anybody, bringing you home some diseases. Now, I'm not saying all athletes are doing that. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm giving you a scenario that this does happen. It's reality. 
that you got a hardworking man, respectable man, that would never call you out of your name or embarrass you because you gain a little weight. If anything, he would encourage you, baby, let's walk tonight. Not because you gain weight, because I'm afraid of you being sick. I want you to be healthy. I'll hold your hand and we'll walk together. You know what? There are men like that. But we want to wear the pants and the belt and the boots and forget where we stand. At least me, I am very, very into what's going on in the world. But I love those men to open the doors, to say, baby, walk in first. When they come, bring the wine to the table, taste it. Okay? When we go to the movies, would you like popcorn or soda? Why not? Why does that make me a weak woman because a man wants to treat me like a lady? Why? Oh, I know. Because the new thing now is if he put money in your pocket and take care of all your kids and all your bills, that makes him a good man. You are so wrong, ladies. You are so wrong. And I'm very passionate of that because I see these young girls being raised up today, 22, 23 years old. And that man ain't got no money. I don't want to talk to him. I didn't know money brought happiness. Yes, money brings comfort. Yes, absolutely. You can't pay a bill if you don't have money. You can't take care of your children if you don't have money. I totally agree. But why don't you... Work at it together as a team. Hey, baby, let's do this together. You know, right now I can't work because the baby's very young and I'm afraid of daycare. But when that man comes home, you have a nice hot meal. Have the house clean. Not sit up there and eat everything in the refrigerator and watch um, all of the housewives of wherever they're from. Because mind you, I love to watch them shows too. But I tried to do what I need to do in my home and with my family first. Then when I have time, I'll watch my shows and my documentaries and listen to my music and whatever it is that I want to do. But there's certain responsibilities in my life that should be ahead of that. Okay? So let me give you a scenario. You're a woman that went to college for five years. And you have yourself a career. And you have every right, mind you. I'm not knocking a woman wanting to be with another man that is successful. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But don't knock down your friend, your sister, your cousin, or your neighbor that is with a man that makes less money than her. Because I can guarantee you, that woman's happier than you. Because when you try to meet that man and you guys play competition, who did better in school and who's higher in position at, jo at their jobs, you create a competition in between two people and forget the partnership of love and the relationship and why you guys are together. It happens all the time. I'm a lawyer. You a lawyer. I did better than you. You did better than me. You did worse than me. No, I did. You know, and you go into this back and forth. And you forget why you're together because there's a competition. Who does better? Who makes more money? It happens all the time. You can't lose yourself. But getting back to this. I'm not attacking women because I'm a woman. 
And I, I would lie to you if I didn't tell you I would like a man to take care of me. But when I say I want a man to take care of me, it's not always a financial thing. I want a man to love me, respect me, and honor me for the great woman that I am. For what I have to offer him. He should be grateful and not want to look somewhere else. But I also got to make him feel worthy. Uplift him when he's down. Once in a while, stroke the ego. Yes, women, it's okay to do that. Because you know what? You got to stop thinking like a woman and start thinking what that man would want from you. So you to receive. You want to be treated like a queen, but you don't want to treat the man like a king. There is nothing wrong when that man comes home and he has a nice hot meal. And you don't have to be in the kitchen 10 hours. You can do a meal in 20 minutes and he will appreciate it. Believe me, because you did it with love. And you thought about him. Maybe he likes shrimp. Make shrimp that nice, that night. He might be so happy and say, baby, you don't have to make me no more. You know what? Let's save that for tomorrow for lunch. Let's go out. You'd be surprised how you treat your man, how your home can be. You know, and, it, and now I'm going to go biblical. And the Bible says, a woman that is smart will have things in her hand. In Spanish, it would be, una mujer sabia edifica su hogar. A savvy woman will make her home happy. That's what it's basically telling you. My translation is sort of, kind of, but I know you guys understand me. If you are a smart woman, you can run your home exactly how you want it to be run. You have the power. But no, we want to play like we's a man. We're the other man. But you're not a man. You're a woman. God created you so special that a man can't have a baby. And not only because he doesn't have ovaries. It's because he couldn't deal and endure the pain that comes with having a child. God gave us, I call it a gift. I had three. It's a gift. But he also gave that man to be strong, to be the protector, to be the one that you can fall back on when you're down. But sometimes we don't give him that chance because we make him feel lousy just because he didn't get an education. We criticize everything that he does. You know, <laughs> there's a story about somebody that she told her husband, there's a hole on the wall. I need you to fix that hole. He said, I'm going to get to it, baby. She came back the next day. There's a hole on the wall. I told you I wanted that hole on the wall to be fixed. I'm going to get to it, baby. The third day. I'm sick and tired of telling you there's a hole on the wall. I need you to fix that. And he turns around and tells her, honey, did you forget I broke my arm at work? My right arm? And I can't do it with my left. I'm just waiting to see what the doctor tells me when he takes the cast off. That's a true story. She totally disregarded that the man had a broke arm 
And the arm that he would use to fix that wall, because a hole on the wall, it wasn't an emergency. It wasn't like water was coming out of it or, or any insects or anything. It's just a little hole on the wall that could have waited. But she wanted it now. It had to be done now because that's what she wanted. Not because it really needed to be done. Because I guarantee you that if it needed to be done and it was an emergency, he would have found somebody to do it. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? And then she gets around her friends and she goes, that hole in the wall has been there three months and he ain't fixed it yet. And the man has a broke arm. I don't understand. So as I'm investigating this and I'm talking to different men and different women and they telling me the same thing back and forth, I started to read and I found that the reason why a lot of women do this, a lot of them are supervisor and they're strong and they know how to run a business and they want to bring that business attitude home. They, they don't know how to bring it down a notch. Now you're going to be a mommy. Now you're going to be a wife. There's no reason why you need to control your whole entire house, how you control your business at work. There's no reason to always blame your husband for everything because that's what you do at work. There's no reason not to trust your husband because you don't trust your employees. There's no reason for your husband to, to be perfect because that's what you expect your employees to be. It's just one big word. It comes down to fear. If she, I can guarantee you if she goes back into the history when she was a child, something happened to her. Something happened to her in her childhood. Where it made her feel that she had to be two steps ahead of that man. It could be an absent father and she had to play the role of I got to be tough and anybody get in my way. I already got my guard up. So the man can't say nothing because she already got the guard up. And he might say one thing and she might think it's another thing. It can be a woman that got raped and feel it feels weak around men, so she puts the guard up, and her husband is trying to be good to her, but she can't see it because she's been hurt and she's broken. It could be a woman that had a teacher when she was growing up in school that was mean and ugly to her. It happened to be a male, and he used to say things to her, maybe because of her weight or her ears were big or her teeth were out. It can be so many reasons why this woman feels that she has to bring home the pants and the belt and the boots and tighten them up and put her man in place when she has a good man. So I tell you women out there, think about that. You can destroy your relationship. You can have something good at home and you don't even know it. And sometimes we do it and we don't understand we're doing it. We're taking away their role, and then we talk about them. I had a friend of mine that she had an argument with her husband in front of me. And I can actually tell you she had a right to be upset about what she was arguing with him about. She had a valid reason why she was upset, but it should have never been done in front of me because I'm not married to him. I'm not married to her. It should have been done in private. But she's so fed up with their situation 
that she just threw it out there without thinking that, you know what? I'm also part of the problem because I just emasculated him in front of my friend because I'm so fed up with the situation. She had a valid reason to be upset, but that should have been handled between her and him, not in front of me. I was so uncomfortable. I just wanted to run and close the door and run and never come back. But she didn't realize she did that till I told her. There's times that women feel if they don't stand up verbally or attitude with men, men are going to abuse them. That's not necessarily true. You got to you got to evaluate people individually. They are men out there that are evil. They are men out there that are not good, but they're also good godly men. And not all men that go to church are godly either. That's not what I'm saying. But there are good men out there that deserve the honor and respect and integrity from you to them. Don't get it twisted. All men are not bad. And all women don't emasculate men. Because if you stand tall in your conviction of your belief and your truth, that doesn't mean you're emasculating a man. If a man is mistreating you and disrespecting you and you stand in front of him and you tell him, these are my limits and you're not going to do this to me, it's okay. That's not emasculating him. That's defending your honor and who you are and your beliefs. I just want you guys to think about that. I want you guys to really sit down and think about what I'm saying tonight. I'm super excited because when I started to read this, I said, oh, my God, you know, I can base this on what my experience was growing up. I used to be a kid that I had an illness and I had to be in and out of the hospital. And I remember because I was only five years old and there was a male nurse and a, and a woman nurse. And she said to me, uh, a matter of fact, they used to do pigtails on me and because um, I knew them for a long time. And so they would do my little pigtails and tell me, let's go to the playroom. And one particular time they told me, come on, let's get in the little red wagon and we're going to go to the playroom. And they lied to me and they took me to another room. And they did this exam. It's called the bone marrow. That is extremely painful. I was five years old. And that was so painful. And all I can remember is that man tying my hands and my legs. Because to do that test, you have to be extremely still. Imagine a five-year-old. You're sticking a big needle in her back. She ain't going to be still. And all I can remember was that man tying my arms and legs. It took me a long time to understand why when boys would say things to, to me, they, I didn't feel they were correct. I was ready to fight. I literally had a fight in school with a boy. I don't care how strong you are. If a boy wants to knock you down, he's going to knock you down. But I was so angry and I never understood why. And as, it, as I went back into my childhood, I remember what happened to me. I remember that that particular male nurse tied me down for a test. And they lied to me 
And it made me feel I had to fight the world to get my voice across. And that's not true. So that's why I was so passionate to talk to you guys about that. But you know what? I want to know your comments. It's okay if your truth, I don't agree with it. Because I'm here to tell you, I am the kind of person that I will agree to disagree with you. Because you have the right to give your opinion and I have the right to give mine. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I want to let you guys know I'm really going to need some stronger coffee after this, boy, because this, this, was, this, was, this was heavy. So I hope that you guys were able to learn something different because I definitely, going through my notes and just listening to everybody else's opinion and concluding to this, that um, let's just respect each other, okay? So you guys take care. I hope to hear... Lot of I hope to see a lot of comments from you guys, and you make sure you share, 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 and I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Coffee with Judy.